0: Welcome to the Light Pod, brought to you by LightEye, a hub for ideas, education, and a little bit of entertainment when it comes to architectural lighting. I'm your host, Sam Corbel. And today I'm in San Francisco. That's right on the West Coast, the best coast, in Pritchard Peck's office with Jody and Kristen, the two founders of this might I say fantastic lighting design firm welcome to the podcast <laughs> ladies how are you doing
1: thank you thank you good thank you for uh taking the time with us today this is fun
0: it's it's you know it's hap- it's fun to be here it's the middle of COVID and I'm so stoked to be I think I measured it like 6.23 feet away from both of you right excellent. now
1: excellent and I'm further from Kristen than I've ever been
0: oh <laughs> 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 uh, well you know We've gotten to know each other just a little bit, and I know that Pritchard Peck is what basically a household name in the Bay Area at this point, but people are all over the world. Who is Pritchard Peck, and how did you both get your start in lighting?
1: So we started our company about 10 years ago, and we both got into lighting around the same time. I got into lighting, I was studying interior design, and a lighting by the name of Randall Whitehead came and did a career fair in Seattle and told us all about what it was to be a lighting designer and i immediately walked up to him and said i need a roadmap. map how do we do what you do i want to do what you do and he gave me a road map and i literally followed every checkpoint <laughs> along the way did um, you
0: laminate that road map like should- <laughs> is it <laughs> like do you rinse and repeat that when you hire someone new here's the road nobody's just taking the map
1: at. i took i mean i think that's what's so interesting about lighting because everybody has their own path I really wanted to own a business and that's why I got into interior design. And then when I got into lighting, I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And lighting so, is
0: really cool, it isn't is. it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I moved to Reno right after I graduated from Oregon State, got bored really fast. <laughs> so I sought out a job in San Francisco and Janet Nolan just took pity on me, I think. And She did great, she, she gave me my first job and I'm so grateful for that. She took a chance on me and I learned a lot there. Made some great friends along the way. Moved over to another firm, which is where I met Kristen and started our company.
0: Kristen, what got you into lighting?
2: So I took a little bit more of a traditional path, I think, to lighting design. I went to school at the University of Kansas, rock
0: with... chalk jayhawk, huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly, um, in architectural engineering. Not really knowing what I wanted to do, but discovered lighting through architecture in some of my classes. And then once I started, I just I never looked back. I never stopped. So that developed into internships, and then you know my first job in San Francisco twenty years ago now.
0: So the two of you found each other in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I think you were at the same place. Was it love at first sight?
1: The way we first met was on an IES tour that Auerbach was giving, I think, at the Mondavi Center in Davis. Mm-hmm. And so we had a carpool. And so we met, I think, in the carpool. And Kristen invited me to her birthday party. I <laughs> <laughs> so I think it went OK.
2: <laughs> it's kind of how kindergartners meet. Totally. Women at a birthday party. <laughs>
1: I, I kind of caught wind that she might be ready for a change and I was working with Hiram Banks at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, you need to get your resume over to where we are, like you come work with us. And so she did. We worked together there for how long? I think? Five or six years. Yeah. yeah. And then I was pregnant with my second child and I really knew that I wanted ownership and it just wasn't going to work out and so I was ready to start my own company. And I went out to lunch with Kristen. When I was on maternity leave- Yep, there was a baby in the room <laughs> at the restaurant.
0: Where'd you guys go to lunch? Do you remember?
1: It was at- The beer place, the- The brewery. The brewery that starts at the, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, the brewery over by Gap. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, her baby's so well-behaved. <laughs> why, why, why isn't mine like that?
0: <laughs> so you had something in common. You were both new moms. You both had a passion for lighting. And it sounds like there was a proposition on the table. There
1: was. And she turned me down right away. She told me no. <laughs> no way. Too no risky. Way. <laughs> I'm like, mm, okay.
0: <laughs> and, and just so we have the dynamics right here, one of you is an engineer and one of you is not. The engineer had calculated the risk, right? <laughs>
1: That <laughs> the, is why this d- is so yes. funny. The
0: design creative said, I think I can do this. Let's go start a lighting design firm.
1: The irony in that is that she's the artist, that she is the, 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 just the visionary and coming up with these amazing ideas. And that's, that's why it's so funny to say that she's an engineer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've got like 10% of the story.
0: <laughs> so you decided to join forces. Yeah. And this was in 2012.
1: That oh. would have been early 2010 or early, late, late 2010.
0: Late 2010, you And then, decided.
1: yeah. And so it took a while, right? Eventually, I don't know. How, how long was it when you came back and were like, kidding? It wasn't that long. No, like no. a day. Yeah. It was like a day or two. Yeah. She yeah. was like, just kidding. Just yeah, yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah,
0: in. I'm in. I'm totally <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> so there was a long process to be able to stage our departure from Hiram's office because um, we didn't want to leave. him hanging or Claudio hanging and so I was already on maternity leave started out got going and Kristen came in I think in July six months later yeah so we really think of July 2011 as being kind of our beginning Mm -hmm. which we're rolling in on 10 years
0: it's pretty incredible (laughs) isn't it yeah
1: yeah it went by really fast it did
0: I'd love to go back in the time machine real quick before we fast forward to today when you both decided you were going to join forces I'll let Each of you pick who goes first, but I'm going to make you both answer the next two questions. Were you ready to do this? And what was the toughest part?
2: I would say I was not ready for it and took it one day at a time. I actually had no idea what I was getting into. And it was a lot harder than I thought to start your own business. And I probably don't know if I would do it again, but... You know, every day it gets a little bit easier and more exciting, if that sounds right.
0: You know, you bring up something interesting. A lot of people that start their own businesses say just that. I don't know if I'd ever do it again, but you're doing it. And like you said, it's getting easier every day. Why do you think you think out loud and say, I don't think I'd ever do it again?
2: I think it's the grit and time and just how much energy that it takes every day to get up and push forward on decisions and situations you've never come across before. And now I think that things are more familiar, things come up and it makes sense and we have a toolbox to pull from, but we had to create all of our tools from scratch. I think that was the hard part.
0: So it's not that you wouldn't do it again, if you had all the tools. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) yeah. But it's the fact that nobody gave you a tool chest when you started. They gave you, what, an empty bucket with a hole in the bottom of it and said good (laughs) luck. (laughs) What about you?
1: I was ready. I was ready. I have always wanted to have my own company. And when the opportunity presented itself with Kristen, it just made sense. So I was really excited about it and jumping in. I think the challenging part is that moment at two full-time jobs, right? We're trying to start a company. Oh, and by the way, I have two small kids. I have a four-week-old and a two-year-old, and I, mom is mom, and so balancing those two responsibilities was. At now, I look back at it and I don't even know how I got through my thirties. I didn't sleep, I don't think. Um, you didn't. You didn't. Yeah, I, can I can was just that. working twenty. I mean, our first office had a sofa that was my sleeping sofa. I just napped on it all the time. Kylie can attest to that. And so I I was really ready and it was really hard. I think the thing that surprised me the most was how much paperwork was involved. I remember driving down Gary Street and thinking, every little mom and pop shop figured out how to do all the paperwork and get the accounts open. And I just, that part was way more challenging than I thought it would be. Like we had checks that we had been written and we couldn't cash them because we didn't have a bank account. We didn't have the bank account because we didn't have the paperwork filled out and completed yet with State of California. It was this like domino effect of how do people get this done? But to Kristen's point, like we figured it out. We just keep putting one front in front of the other and just everything's gonna be okay. It's all it's all gonna be okay. Even when it's not, it'll be fine. And how many times have we told each other they're just lights? They're just lights. We say that all the time. They're it's just literally lights. Literally just lights. They don't really matter that much. Don't tell anybody you said that.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. For the record. For the record here. For the record. We're talking about how lights don't matter.
1: In the scheme of things, there are things way more important than lights and so I think it makes it easier to put one foot in front of the other when you realize that what you're doing is not that big of a deal and yeah. you can just do it it's fine you just do it we have a saying in the office when we have just a short amount of time to finish something and Kristen's always like you can win the Olympics in two minutes mm-hmm. it's like two minutes psh, it's so much time you can do so much in two minutes and so that's the running joke it's like we can do it
0: I want to talk about the things that are more important because to your point, it is just lighting. We know that light has an amazing benefit on both design and us as human beings, what it can do, how it can render a space more comfortable to live in, etc, etc, etc. But to both of you, you started a company because it was important to you that there were more important things that maybe didn't come to work, but you could go home to every day like your families. Talk to me a little bit about how you've set up your company and your culture to make sure that you and your employees are balanced.
2: I mean, over time, it's evolved as much as our business has with how we've developed the culture. We didn't have a plan for it. It was how do we win at work and win at home? And that has been a founding principle of our company. And it's interesting, even our employees who don't have children or families or you know pets or whatever at home. It's feeding the time at home and the travel and the, the space from lighting is just as important for them to come to work refreshed and ready to be their best creative selves.
0: And why do you think it's so important having owned a business, having put in all that grit and that time and done things you literally wouldn't do again because it was almost next to impossible? you two out of anyone have the ability to rise to the occasion to work harder than you have to or or push through yet you choose not to Talk to me a little bit about like your experience and what you know and why it's so important to be able to come in and be refreshed.
1: If you want to be a great designer, you need an amazing visual library to work with. And in order to gain that visual library, you need to be doing things with your free time that are expanding that. And so, you know, travel and reading and listening to things. And, you know, I... I, I put a lot of value personally on growth and learning for myself, but I think also for our team and our, our company, that's just always you know, better, faster, stronger all the time. And I think it's very exciting to see what happens when you make time for both, right? If you're winning at home, you win at work. And if you're doing a great job at work, things are probably gonna be better at home too. It's, it's the whole package. Yeah, I think as a company, we've done a lot to try and prioritize that, not just for ourselves, but for our team, which has been really fun and exciting. We don't always get it right. There are times when we slip up and that happens and acknowledge the mistake, apologize, move on, right? Like, and we all get better for it.
0: I know not everybody gets the chance to come to Pritchard Pack and work here every day. What can you share with everybody that's listening to encourage them or give them just like one or two tidbits into the scope of what you've created here to create that balance?
2: I think one of the things that I personally am very proud of are the one-on-ones that we do with all of our team members, where once a month we have just a a one-on-one. We used to go out for coffee or a beer pre-COVID, but now we do it by Zoom, to just check in on all aspects, and sometimes that one-on-one is just a chance to listen to what's happening things are complicated or they're going through something and then we also use that for professional development so it's a constant check-in on what's happening at the office to make sure they're meeting their professional goals and at home to make sure that they're being supported is there anything that needs to happen or shift with you know what's happening that we can accommodate so I think
1: that that has been really successful for our company yeah i i totally agree i think that those one-on-one conversations are an opportunity to be able to connect and really see what kind of a, a window into somebody's life a little bit and understand what their struggles are because if anything covid has taught us is it's not a competition of who's got it worse right like we are all realizing wow there are a lot of struggles out there and i think that there's a lot of empathy that grows from those conversations and understanding what people are handling at home and I mean, in general, I think one of the kind of the founding ideas here is you take care of home first, right? Like kids, partners, they come first all the time. Work never gets in front of that. And the company is structured in a way that hopefully we are all able to do that and, and prioritize that. Because those are the things, you know, when you're you're 80 and you look back on, I don't think it's going to be, man, I really wish I got that project out on time. So you know, it's, it's a, I miss that soccer game or just spending time with the people that you love. And again, you know, if you're filling that bucket, the bucket automatically gets filled at work because you're just a more complete person with interesting things to bring to the table. I'm trying to think if there's other aspects, little tidbits, I think, and you touched on grit. And I I think that that's a really important thing to bring up as well is that, people are way more resilient than they give themselves credit for. And I try and remind myself of this, too, that it's like, you know, I get up and I do two hours of work in the morning before everybody is awake because I like to be able to have some quiet time to finish my work before the craziness of the day starts. And I'm tired and I need to go work out and I do that, too. And it's like, yeah, yes, and, 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 and guess what? You can, you can, you, you can do it and it's fine and you're gonna be okay. And everything just kind of keeps working out. And so I think there's a lot of trust in yourself that you've got it, you do it. And if you don't, it'll be okay. And you'll figure it out then too.
0: The grit, the communication, the ability to listen are all things that you've mentioned that you've brought up. I've got to imagine as a single business owner, as a human being, as one entity, there's a certain perspective on all of this, but the two of you have this incredible ability. I'm I'm sitting here with you in your office right now. You're literally six feet away from each other and you said it's the furthest away you've been from each other all day. (laughs) It's, but there's no joking around about this. I mean, you guys are yin and yang, you do everything together. You truly are an amazing collaborative partnership, both in business as professionals and as leaders. Talk to me a little bit about what it means to not only be able to be that, but rely on it?
1: I think that, I mean, first of all, Kristen and I speak almost every day, right? Like we have phone conversations almost every day. And when we were commuting, we would talk along our commute almost every day. And half the time it's about work and half the time it's just about normal life stuff. And I think that that communication, I mean, it just, it comes down to being very good friends, I think. and. I mean, one of the things I love about Kristen is that she can see the potential in people and kind of and recognize that and pull that out. And she does that in me. Like I totally know there are times when she's very discreet, but she's not so discreet. <laughs> and she just pulls out the best. And like, you can do it. Get up, girl. Like, go get it done. Get it done. Don't like she, like,
2: <laughs> like earlier when you said you're not a visionary designer, yeah. uh, Jody Pritchard, shame on you. She's amazing.
0: Well, I think the portfolio speaks for itself. Uh, We can all agree, you you both do incredible work. And amazing is an awesome word on any, any given day because when you're doing what you love, it is amazing. What's it like to be able to collaborate, you mentioned as friends, but then as leaders in a business that you've got people working for you?
2: It's interesting, when Joni and I started the company, I realized now that we actually knew very little about one another. We had never designed together, although we worked in the same office. It was really a chance encounter that it all worked out. And we're still getting to know each other every day and working on it. I mean, we talk every morning now at 7 AM. We check in with each other. (laughs) And I think we take turns on things are happening in our lives. And we need support. And we lean on each other. There are times when Jody's going through hard things.
1: And I am like, Jody, I got I got it. I mean, one thing I wanted to, to note is that we are not the same people that we were 10 years ago when we started this company, which I think It's really cool that
0: wait, time out. If I check your birth certificate, I'm gonna beg to differ. You're you're definitely still the same
1: person. But we're not. Believe in yourself. I think one of the amazing things that has really happened over the last 10 years is how much we've changed as people over the years and we've gone through some big things, right? Mm -hmm. Together and apart. And it's great, I think, of how we've stayed connected through those times. And that the company has shifted and turned and shifted our priorities over time, but it still continues to grow and move in the same general direction. But that communication every day, I think has really helped improve our collaboration skills and being able to adapt to one another as we've changed through these times. When you look
0: at adapting and changing through the times, as you mentioned, you were the same people but you have evolved over time. (laughs) There's not just the two of you here. There's a whole team working with you every single day. How do you bring your whole team into the fold? I'm sure you lead by example. People have even said you lead by example, but what do you consciously do to bring that team along and share with them what the two of you have learned?
2: I think constant check-ins and actually touching base and seeing how people are feeling and welcoming the feedback and the conversation. So everyone is a part of the decisions that get made at the company. It's not Jody and I making decisions and then everyone follows. It's, we're all a part of this together. And I think there are some hard decisions as leaders, especially during COVID, that Jody and I have had to really step up and lead our team at a point where, you know, people were struggling. And we realized that this was a moment that called on us to be those leaders and have a voice more than before. But in general, I think that we're really open to, you know,
1: having everybody weigh in and that's created a sense of family in yeah. our office. Yeah. And I, I would add to that too with the when it comes to the design, you know, as a company we prioritize Really great, unique design, and it does not matter who brings that to the table. I mean, sometimes it's one of us, but a lot of time it's not. And you know we encourage everybody to speak up, and we use the word "and" a lot when we're designing, where it's like this and this and 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 and. and that is a, a huge part, I think, of the success and having everybody feel connected to the design process and to each other and just you know we value all the ideas at the table.
0: Valuing all the ideas at the table could probably be one of the biggest takeaways, I think, from this entire conversation, <laughs> right? Teamwork is so important. When you look at your team and how you all go to work every day, we're in 2020. 2021, I think, will literally be here tomorrow, it feels like. Somebody, somebody last week said to me, happy March 262nd, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels like we're stuck in time, yet time charges forward. What do you see for the future of your company as you continue to grow?
1: I think ahead, I mean, we would love to have a bigger presence outside California, have a better national presence and international presence. I think there are certain types of projects that we would love to get to work on someday. And we're kind of expanding what else for Pritchard Peck. Yes. Yeah.
0: You look at your brand and Pritchard Peck is the company. It's the brand. It is the family that has so many people from other families who come together every single day. The two of you take turns going back and forth, supporting one another as you need it. When you look at your brand and your company of Pritchard Peck, can you put your finger on what the personality behind Pritchard Peck is? Is it the two of you combined or has it even grown further past that?
2: I think it's further past that. And I think it's a spirit. It's this idea of being really open and fresh and excited and optimistic and and having
1: a can-do attitude with whatever we come across. Yeah, I think it's that that power of and. It's, It's not settling, it's growing. And, 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 what do you have next, yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what, this has been a really fun conversation. I want to meet more of the Pritchard Peck family, so we'll have to come back and we'll have to do another podcast soon. Do you have any closing thoughts that you can share with us as we go into the end of the year? Some optimism, some good stuff to put out into the universe.
2: I think that when you drive around San Francisco it feels very quiet, like nothing's happening, but when you're in the world of Zoom, there's a lot of exciting stuff that's being thought about and and collaborations that are happening that you're just not seeing the energy rendered on the streets. Mm -hmm. I I'm actually really optimistic yeah, for next year. Yeah, I feel like
1: it's it's all kind of like a season right now where we're dormant or it appears dormant, but there's a lot that's happening underground and it'll be really fun to see what's ahead as as things develop. I think there's going to be all kinds of new stuff, new companies, new new, new partnerships, new things that are happening that none of us know anything about yet and we'll all learn about and unfold in a full summer of 2021.
0: Well, I think we know what we're going to talk about on our next podcast, The <laughs> Underground World.
1: <laughs> where it's dark. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Kristen, Jody, thanks so much. We'll thank talk you, to you Sam, soon. Thank you. It. See you.